Hey family, thank you for tuning into Our Roots Podcast with Joseph Babaifa. Brought to you by Botanica Candles and More, where only the strongest roots see the light. And if you haven't had the opportunity, please tap on that like button and hit that subscribe button. Great episode today, one I'm very excited about with someone I've known for years, whose titles and accomplishments within the spiritual realm of ATRs is quite lengthy. Someone who's initiated into the mysteries of the Batadram known as Ayang. Um, initiate of Mayombe, Mason, Babalawo, Olorisha, and apart from that, saver of lives as an EMT, please join me in welcoming my brother, Damian Obetwani Alara. Thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, bro. Long time coming. Finally, we were able to get the schedules together and make this happen, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Really excited because... um, the episode that we're doing is one that we've uh, we know well, and we've done many times together. You know, I think uh, if you haven't been present for fifty percent of the hand of Ifaz that I've given, I didn't give any, right? So yeah, we, we've indeed. definitely gone through all of these things apart from the countless divinations we've done at the store, your home, my home, etc. Um, I, I guess I want to kind of start off with each of our first experiences with what an oracle was, specifically within Ifa. Do you remember the first time you got read with Ifa? Uh, yes. Um, so 20, let's say 23, 22 years ago, something like that, I made plans to go to Cuba um, to be initiated as a drummer, yeah. sworn into the drum. And in, during that trip, <coughs> um, the opportunity presented itself to get a reading with a local Bawalao, very well-known Bawalao in the area, uh, Ernesto Acosta Oturadi in Matanzas. Yeah, sure. Um, so I went to that. What was said and what was spoken of and explained to me was uh, nothing shy of phenomenal. Um, and he said that a couple of days after he was actually having a plante that it would, it would, it would benefit me to receive. Yeah. And, you know, things just kind of have a way of working out. Uh, so we went ahead and, uh, and scheduled that and slowly but surely got deeper, deeper into the religion that way. When you first, it was with the chain? Yes, sir. With the yep, overlay? Yep, yep. What was it like seeing that whole process? What uh, what was your impression of it all? So I didn't I I don't come from a family that tr- that practices this by any means. Yeah. In fact, uh, the complete opposite. Um, yeah. There are everything from Christians to atheists in my family, um, and so I really didn't have anything to go by. My only experience in this religion before that point was actually um, a tambor or drumming party that I went to um, after I had started learning how to pl- how to drum. Um, I was given a chance to to go to a drumming ceremony and see it kind of in context, and that also was an experience that kind of uh, secured my interest on a more on a deeper, more spiritual level than than just the music. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I remember the first time. Um, I'll be frank with you. The first reading I ever got was kind of lackluster, <laughs> um, but it left enough of a desire to get my second one, which was ultimately with my godfather Pedro. Mm-hmm. Met. Absolutely. And uh, I remember looking at the chain. I remember looking at the movements, the the, 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 the distribution of Igbo, um, and just being completely, like, mystified. And mm-hmm. I remember years later, me asking my godfather, now knowing how to read his first experience, he said the same thing. You know, I remember the first time I held the chain, I felt like it was Excalibur. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where it calls you. You know, they say within any of these traditions, what calls you is the music, right? Like mm-hmm. when you want, when you're meant to become a palero, you probably heard a cajon somewhere, or, right. you know, maybe the, 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 the tambore de yuca. If you're meant to be a drummer, it's because you heard the drum somewhere. And to believe it or not, some people would even go as far to say that the sounds that the opele makes and the king makes is percussion. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we're doing the moyuba and we're going through that uh, cleansing of the air, as I like to call it, and you just hear the chain or the seeds moving. It's nothing short of a, uh, what's going to take you into trance. Yeah, you know? absolutely. In fact, uh, we're all told from uh, from early on that the Yoruba language is tonal, it's musical in itself, yeah. And so it's you see that reflected in the in the the um, how we how we consult, you see it reflected in the drumming itself, in the prayers, all that stuff. It's 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 musical. It's it it touches you on that level, on a deeper level. Yeah, I remember when I did Ifa, my Yubona told me that. He said, Ifa is the only thing that's in harmony with music and science simultaneously, you know, Indeed. due to the binary system. And then apart from that, the musicality of it all, it's, it's nothing short of beautiful. And I think that's why the Ifa divination system is recognized by UNESCO. 
yes. as one of the inalienable human rights and, and wonders, you know, as far as a divination system that is seen as perfect. You yes, know? indeed, yeah. Um, I really love the fact that you're here for this because your Odu plays such a huge role in the daily Babalawo divination process. You know, there's a very important thing that uh, some people could say was born in your sign, which is Opele. Indeed, right. Yes. I wanted to go ahead and give you the opportunity to really uh, recite that pataki because I think from your perspective it's going to hit home so much more. Yes. So, in the sign, in the Odu Obetwa, we speak of when uh, the Awo, the priest Obetwa, actually brought the the Opele to um, Yoruba land from a land known as Abyssinia, which is modern day Ethiopia. Uh, the story goes that in those times the Awos would would meet to do a divination and to figure out how they were going to lead their people and the like. Um, and, but they always did it with Ikinis, which I'm sure we'll get into in, in, a little bit, in just a little bit. Sure. Um, but that's a, a, it's a lengthy <coughs> process. And so Obetwa, being of the character that he is and always trying to improve things for people. An innovator. Yeah. He, he, said there has, he said to his brothers, there has to be another way to do this so that we don't have to travel and always pull out and bother Orumila and bother the, the, the Ikines and so on and so forth. And of course, he met with uh, ridicule, right? Because human nature is such that we are very resistant to change. Yes. And so ultimately what ended up happening there is they expelled him. They kicked him out of uh, Yoruba land, he, and he went on somewhat of a, of a pilgrimage. Well, in his travels, he traveled east, and he arrived at, a, at an area that later we discovered is Abyssinia or modern-day Ethiopia. And when he arrived, the people of that land had already done a divination, and they had a very similar uh, practice. And the sign that came up was Obetwa. Wow. And when, they, um, when he arrived, initially they, they, they wanted him arrested, the whole land, because he was an unknown person, um, and they were, they were concerned what his motives were. But as soon as the priests of that land noticed that his sign, he, or he identified himself as Obetwa, they said, this is the man he, we've been looking for. This is our brother. He's a priest as well. Let's show him the honors that are, that are due a priest. And they brought, them, they brought him to their altar, which was a statue. And on the statue was hanging a chain wow. with four medallions on one side, four medallions on the other. And they started to explain to him that that is how they, they pull their signs every time they do a divination. Well, he saw the obvious similarities and the fact that it was one throw as opposed to the very lengthy process yeah, that he yeah, used the with, with eight, the yeah. king, with Dapa. And so he, he asked if he could bring it back to his tribe and his people to share that, that knowledge and that wisdom with them. When he got back, they had no choice but to acknowledge that this is, this is a valid option. Very productive. You know, you, you're traveling, and rather than have to take your entire Ifa with you to then do the whole process and this and that, you have this one chain that with one throw gives you the, to the, gives you the, sign, the sign that you're looking for. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and the beauty of that story is um, it really shows that Opele is so profound because, you know, at least within our tradition, um, you know, Iking is seen as superior. You know, it's, it's, it's the father of Opele to a certain degree. But I love Patakis that show that Opele can be as profound. For example, it has this thing where it can photograph the energy in the room how nature is expressing itself oh, at yes. that moment. Yeah. You know, how many times if, oh, hey, I, I just, uh, you know, you'll never believe it. I just walked in and, you know, Ireta Suga came out right before then. Like, we, we have that game with each other where, oh, hey, the sign came out, give you a call because it, it's a messenger, yes, to indeed. say the least, yeah. you know. How did you feel the first time you threw the chain, you know, for a client? Well, I, better yet, even before that, for yourself. Yeah, so <clears> that, that's actually a funny story because my, my father, you know, my godfather, Rifa, um, told me early on, right after my initiation, he said, if you're going to ruin anybody's day with that chain, it's going to be your own first. Yeah. And so you always have to kind of practice on yourself, um, which is interesting because, you know, consulting yourself is actually harder in the long run yeah. than consulting other people because you're less, sub you're less objective. Well, that's yeah. the interesting thing. Rumila always went for divination. Indeed. You know? He had his godchildren. Yeah, yeah. He had him. anybody pulling for him because like he wanted that. an unbiased opinion. Um, and so first time I read for myself, I... The, the anxiety level was sure. was a real thing sure. because you've already experienced how real this is. Yeah, right? by going through for initiation. For other people and even for people who, who did your readings and your, your ita and so on, 
And so now you, you realize that you're literally, the way I like to say it, and you know from our, our experience together, you're opening Pandora's box every time you throw Absolutely. that Absolutely. And so you don't know what's going to come, right? It's, it's, it can be, be nerve-wracking when you start out. Um, over time, of course, with, as with anything, you tend to get a little more comfortable with, uh, with the process, right? Understand that while it may be uh, a big deal that you're throwing the, and you're, you're pulling a sign, there's always a solution. Yeah. And um, when you look at, because Obetwa is seen as the, uh, the Odu where Opele actually made it to Yoruba land, where why it's, you know, ideal that it's a chain that's connecting all mm -hmm. the various discs and whatnot. But, you know, even looking at the birth of this, when you go to the Odu of Baba Ogunameji, um, it speaks of the first person to ever hold Opele was actually Baba Luaye, ironically. You know, it speaks of uh, Awo Ogunameji. And um, a godson of his, Obaluaye, had actually returned um, from his travels, right? Obviously, he came in the state that we all know him to be, you know, right. leprosy, etc. And um, ironically, Ogunameji performed a divination where Ogunameji was revealed, where Ifa told him that um, he should not let his godson back in his home because it was going to cost him his life. But him fulfilling the obligations of the godfather, as so many of us do with very little recompense sometimes, <laughs> he said, Mihao, please live with me. And he got contaminated, you know, and it ultimately led to him uh, transitioning. But before then, he said, wherever you bury me, whatever grows, that's how you'll get in contact with me. And from him came the tree of Opele, where he took the seeds. I would imagine Obetwa gifted him the chain. And um, he performed the first divination, and ironically, a yobe came out. So, you know, when, when you look at that and you look at, you know, that kind of obligation to one's godchildren and things like that, how satisfying has it been being able to clarify doubts and provide certainty for your clients and godkids with this instrument so far? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, every I always, always say it this way. Every opportunity to consult someone else, whether it's a godchild or anything else, is a gift for the Baalao, not because of the potential income that comes forward or anything else, but rather it's another learning experience. It's oh, another yeah. opportunity for you to confirm your faith in what you're doing because I guarantee that what comes out of that sign in that sign is going to happen in one way or the other. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Even I've even said it where even when he fast speaks badly or even when a person acts inappropriately, they act inappropriately in the in, in the way that, that sign says that they're going to act. Yeah, you're guided by it, whether yeah. it's to a positive end or a negative one. You know, Absolutely. you're always going to fall within the confines of what that Odu is trying to provide. Yes, indeed. Another really interesting <laughs> Odu, when we're talking about Opele, is the Odu Osalafobeo, which is mm -hmm. one that actually has a big, uh, you know, connotation towards your sign as well, ironically. Yes. Osalafobeo is actually one of the uh, the bodyguards mm -hmm. of Obetwa, if I recall, along with Ogundabede. And um, Osalafobeo is really interesting because in how many, what do you have, 10 years now, Bifa, something like that, Papa? Yes, I just turned 10 in, in April, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mafung, uh, you know. And um, Osalafobeo speaks of the importance of study. And, you know, you being in this for so long and us having interacted with so many Baalaos, you know, the first thing we always tell people is study, study, study. And who really yes. talks about that is Osalafobeo because Osalafobeo had this gift, and his gift was he had an amazing egum that would speak in his ear, right? And um, because of it, he wouldn't study. You know, he would just throw the chain one time. It was to the point that the Pataki says the guy didn't even know what the positions looked like. He never knew what sign was in front of him. He'd throw one time, boom, and just start saying whatever the Muerto told him. One day he went for divination, being that he didn't know how to divine for himself. Yodo Salafobeo was revealed, where Romila told him, the only Ebo that you need to perform is that of study. Everything else for you is fine, you know? But the guy with his habits and arrogance, he continued doing what he was doing. And um, one day, a Baalao, a competing Baalao, in the same village, wanted to see what was so great about Osalafobeo. And he went for divination, disguised as an Aleo. And when divination was performed, Osalafobeo came out. <laughs> and just when Osalafobeo was about to start speaking to the client, he didn't hear anything. His Egum, Orumila, handicapped him. He said... You can't speak now. And, you know, it's one of those awkward moments where you're staring at the chain for like five minutes and the person's like, are you going to talk? You just blocked. You just, you, you know, you, and then he's like, uh, and he's like, you don't know what sign that is? And the guy's like, uh, he's like, that's your sign. <laughs> you don't know your sign? And he went through the hugest embarrassment to the point where he had to leave the village. Yeah. He found Orula some other way. 
Same divination, same sign where Orula said, once again, all you have to do is study and everything will be fine. And the guy started, you know, divining and, and studying and Egung, by way of his study, was able to start penetrating the reading again and he became very well known. But needless to say, he could never go back to where he was from, right, to redeem himself. So what I'm getting at with this, Damyang, is how important has your study been with this specific tool and what can you say to the people that might be beginning, whether it's with Opele or whatever tool that they're utilizing, to study? Yeah, so that, that Pataki is, outstanding, is an outstanding example of a tenet of this religion whereby we are told that you must know yourself first yes, sir. before you decide that you're going to start looking at other people. It's the same reason why my padrino, my, my, my godfather, would tell me, consult yourself first. And if you notice in the Pataki, the sign that proved that he didn't know himself was, was his, his own. own sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Orula's horrible. Same. Oh, yeah, we, <laughs> we have a saying, Orula is sadiko. Orula is a sadist. He's abusive, to, as specifically as to the Bawalaos. As he should be. Um, because it's, you know, it's high stakes, right? Um, and so, ultimately, the best advice in terms of whether it's a brand new Awo consulting, whether it's someone who was just initiated in the hand of Ifa, is focus on your sign. You have to know yourself. You have to know your place in the world, right? Um, in fact, as we, we spoke earlier, the, the hardest thing is to cons consult oneself. And Osarofobeyo yeah. is a sign that tells you that. Yeah, yeah, ironically, yes, it is. Everyone thinks that they know themselves, and you do not. Who knows us is Orumila. Yeah, until you look in that mirror of eight, eight discs, and you're like, man, I, I don't know who I'm looking at, you know? Now, being somebody that has a healthy Ifa practice, godchildren, initiates of Ifa, et cetera, what's your, like, let's say... On one of those days, let's say, hey, you know, I got two readings today, right? What's your process like to get ready for things like that? You know, if you know you have a reading or whatnot. If I, generally speaking, if I have a personal practice where I consult myself quite regularly. As right? your sign says, yeah. Exactly. I, you know, I always have to live, as they say, live on top of Ifa, live very closely connected to him. And so I give Ifa an opportunity to speak to me before he's going to speak to anyone else through me. Sure. Right. Um, on days, if it's a day that I know that I'm very busy with consultations and things like that, two, three, four, five, or if there's a case where it's a, you know it's a plant, it's a ceremony that we're giving that I'm about to give or initiate other people, I may do a, a separate consultation for myself just right before that. Yeah. Right? Um, just for clarification, make sure that I'm on point, make sure that I don't have to uh, do anything to prepare myself before I'm I'm giving to these other people because ultimately you can't. If your glass isn't full on the day of the ceremony, you can't, can't fill share. other people's glasses. Yeah, sure. Right? And so that's, you know, it's kind of a, a, a process of centering. It's a process of getting back to me first, right? We, there's, there's, I've always said, I say it to almost everybody who I initiate, if not everybody, is this religion, it may sound uh, egotistical, but this religion, you have, to, you have to practice from the point of view of first myself, second myself, third myself, and then the world. Yeah. And it's not, it's not so much about, um, you know, being arrogant or being egotistical that way. It's that you have to be okay if you're going to make any difference in other people's lives. I even see it in, in, in you know, the career that I have as an EMT is right. I have to have a process to, to release. The, we, we see a lot of things, as you can imagine, and yeah. you have to be able to process those things. Ifa is no different. Yeah. Remember, Bawalao has always historically been the medicine man, the yeah. healer, the... What you don't know, you counselor. hear on the mat, you know? Everything that all the situations oh are presented yeah, with, you know? And then it, it is important to have that that decompressing, that separation, whether it's you have a, a call you'd rather not remember in the middle of the night or you have a reading where you, you're faced with some very real situations. Uh, you have to have that. The same way you have to get ready for it, you have to get ready to move away from it as yes. well towards the end of the day. Um, definitely, brother. And, you know, I hear things like that all the time from, from various brothers and whatnot. Now... And it's interesting you bring up the, the medical field as well because they always say if you're not prepared to go get the prescription, it might not be a great idea to go visit the doctor, right? So the says if you want to make the negative divination come true, don't do what the diviner is saying, right? And what happened there was is there was a situation where Odumila performed divination for someone and um, the person was able to get confirmed all the things they wanted to know, but they simply were not going to do the results. And Orumila was kind of indifferent towards this other than just seeing the person progress and have an overall better life. But if they chose not to, 
that was ultimately their decision, but there was one character who was greatly insulted by this, and his name was Eshu, right? So Eshu, being able to see inside everyone's heart, as we know, started realizing this person's not going to give me my rooster, right? Which was actually what was, you know, recommended. So what did Eshu do? He started just turning the person's life upside down, right? Negativities, all of these different things, to the point where the person came storming back and said, remember all that you told me? Rula was like, yeah, you know, 10 readings ago, sure, yeah. He's like, it all happened. He's like, yeah, that's what happens when you don't do what I say. <laughs> like, well, I'm ready to do the stuff. He's like, it's never too late, you know. Um, have you come across this, right? And uh, what advice can you give to the people who are coming to the reading with no intentions of doing what we say? Oh, my goodness. Um, that is, that, that's a big question, my friend. <laughs> so I think the best way I can, I can address that one is by speaking of a, of a pataki from my own sign. Okay? Um, the story of Ennio Chabuking. Oh, man. Yeah, sure. Right? And, and I'll, I'll shorten it because it's, it's a little bit of a, yeah, an it's extensive lengthy, yeah. song. But, but ultimately, Ennio Chabuking, uh, Abuking is a reference to the, um, the hunchback. Yeah, the dysmorphia right? of the spine. Quasimodo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the reason... Ennio Chabukeng was hunchbacked was because he was tired of carrying the weight of the world. Yeah. And the reason he was carrying the weight of the world is because he could not accept the fact that people, humanity, were not living as well as they should yeah. and as well as they would if they would follow the advice of Ifa. That is the single greatest uh, frustration for Obed Wanyalara and probably pretty, for, pretty, for pretty all much all yeah. our yeah. is that when you know you, you know you have this person in front of you who has an issue. It's been a, the, the issue has been revealed before they've opened their mouth. Yep. You've been given the, the, the solution, and yet you never see, from, see or hear from them again. Until? Until things happen, yeah. right? And then they come back, and they, wanna, they want to, uh, to fix it. And the problem with that is, well, it is never to, never, it's, only, it's only too late to save yourself once we pass away. Yeah, sure. Things get more and more complicated. People, I always explain it this way. When you go to the doctor and they say you're stage one cancer, God forbid, right? Yeah. Um, we caught it early. We can do this treatment and you'll be fine. Yeah. And now you wait and now it's stage two cancer and then it's stage three cancer and then it's stage four cancer. Well, maybe you can get saved. It's going to take a lot more. It's not going to be as simple as what it would have been at stage one if we did what we had to do yeah. in time. So, yes, there's always a solution until we pass on. But we have to remember that things get more complicated. They get more serious. They, they get worse. They compound. Exactly. Yeah, that, that has to be the hardest part of our job is, um, you know, because the, the only thing that has taken us to Ifa is either obstacles or faith. So by the time we actually come in and out of the room, that should and usually is solidified for most brothers, where there's really very few things with incompetent hands that I wouldn't do that Orumila told me to do. You know what I'm saying? Because you've seen what he's done for us up until this point. But you have people who come to Ifa by whatever avenue, and maybe their faith isn't as solidified as that, you know? That's and, a big part um, of it, yeah. You know, they, they either, or for whatever reasons, maybe, because to be frank with you, to some people, Ifa's a gimmick. It's a novelty. There might be cultural obstacles as far as understanding. Um, but I tell you, you know, just after years and years of just seeing the same thing pan out over and over again, it, it really isn't a good idea to do things like that. Right. And we've, I mean, you know, we've, hey, maybe I didn't do that at bull quick enough. You know, maybe I didn't give Eshu's rooster quick enough. We get spanked. Yeah, absolutely. We really absolutely. get spanked. And it's like, man, can I get a break? And it, it, there is no break. That's the thing. You know, when does it end? Oh, my God, another at bull. Oh, my God, another annual reading. This is life. Yes. I remember one, one time years, years back, maybe seven or eight years ago, I consulted myself, and at that point, I was still kind of learning. And so when I consulted myself, I would have my padrino kind of on standby. He, sure. he lived in Venezuela at the time, but we were in constant contact sure, all sure. day. And I saw myself with Itahunko. Oh, man. Which is not a pretty sign. Yeah, no. I mean, we always say there's no good signs or bad signs, but there's a few signs. That, that one we has can, some obstacles, right. yeah. And so my padrino was quiet for a second, and he said, do all the ebos that were marked. The negativity is still going to hit you. Just yeah. do the abo so it's not as bad as it was going sure. to be. Right? Espera el golpe. Wait for the, wait for the hit. Right? Yeah, sure. Because it's coming, but you can make it less impactful. Right? You could either lose the toe or stub your toe. Absolutely. At the end of the day, you're meant to feel pain in the toe. Absolutely. And that's what people say. Well, you know, if, uh, if my destiny is already written, why am I visiting you guys? Well, the thing is, is we specialize in the gray area. 
as yes. opposed to every other professional that specializes in the black and white. Do you remember when you were a kid? If I don't know if you ever read these books, uh, the Choose Your Own Adventure books. Yeah, yeah, page fifty-seven or page one hundred three. There you go. That yeah, is we, what destiny is truly like. Yes. You know, yeah. you have these crossroads at which issue is waiting for you to make a decision. Yeah, it's all right? him. And so maybe it goes well if you do the right thing. It doesn't go so well if you do the bad, the wrong thing, right? So there's always a a, a, a piece of you. You always have input in your destiny. Yeah, there's this thing called free will, and that's you know right. that's probably the most frustrating thing for Olo Dumari, um, is Ori, because he literally gives you an extension of himself within yourself to alter yes. his creation. You know, and that has to be extremely frustrating, especially. You want to talk about the greatest example to follow? I think Olo Dumari is that because you're talking about the ultimate delegator. The mm -hmm. guy receives nothing from us. He really has, he wants mm -hmm. nothing to do with us after six and a half days of creation, like <laughs> hypothetically. He's like, just focus on the Orishas. I'm good. Completely selfless, you know? He set things in motion and waits for them to come back to him. Exactly. The end. You know? And um, you look at Opele, right? And um, it's given, it's given, I think, we as, we as Lukumiawo, we give it its respect, obviously. But Osalafobeo says the Opele ultimately is the slave of the Babalawo. Right, um, it doesn't necessarily receive offerings. It doesn't necessarily receive homage. It receives respect, yes. right? But um, you know, it, it can't be understated that it is really it encapsulates an Odu very profoundly. Even though it's not a king, which we're going to be getting into shortly, but in the Odu of uh, Baba Yobe, it actually speaks of when a revolution was going to happen. You know, the Ifa, the Golpe de Estado, mm -hmm. you know, etc. And people were trying to find solutions, whether it was to move forward with the conflict or peace. And um, the divination to be able to bring peace about was actually done with Opele, being that the conditions weren't really set to be able to realize a, a dafa, which is much more complicated, as right. you stated. And when they tossed the chain, a yobe came out. And um, people quickly realized what we need to do is move in unison rather than in contrast. You know, two parallel lines that work towards a, a similar goal, even Indeed. though they're never unified. Um how do you think people taking Ifa more profoundly, I won't say seriously, I think people take Ifa seriously, I think more profoundly listening to the advice, what's the positive effect you think listening to this oracle or this kind of philosophy could have not only on our community, but in general on society? Well, ultimately, Ifa exists to allow us to fulfill our destiny the best possible way, right? Um, if we all do that, it is the most perfected world that we can live in. Yeah. Right? I've always had kind of, and it's, it's, it rubs people the wrong way sometimes, but I've always had the idea that if we could have a state that was governed by Ifa divination, we would not have wars. No. Because we would everybody never, would be told. says it. We would, we would, Ayobe literally stopped the war. Yeah. And ultimately that's, you know, is that ever going to happen? No, because there again, there's free will, and there's, we have to respect our, our brothers from other religions and so yeah. on and so forth. But the concept still stands, and the reason being is that the biggest ebo that we are ever told to do is to change our ways. Conduct. Conduct. You know, um, you can give sixteen roosters, and you can give an elephant, and whatever else it is. But if you continue to act the way that caused the problem in the first place, you will continue to have the same problems. Yeah. It's like Einstein said: the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. If I was about doing the right thing over and over again. And expecting greater results. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, th I think we did open it justice. It's it's something, you know, there's something about the chain. You just feel good. You get you get nice and you get sturdy with it. You know what I'm saying? It's a good feeling, especially after a really aligned divination, a good doyale, a yes. good prophecy, being able to really hit that mark for that person, give them that confirmation. And it really leads to greater things, and, and that's where I, I reiterate the study, the vociferous, somewhat obsessive study. I would liken it, speaking to you or other brother drummers, mm -hmm. like what you guys do to get your timing down. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, when I went to uh, Cuba, it was literally four to six hours a day Beautiful. drumming. Yeah. Because like, initially, my first trip to Cuba was, was that. It was to study. It was to be initiated in the drum. Yeah. Um, I was also scratched. I was initiated in Palo that yeah, same trip, yeah. and then ultimately it was not planned. But that, well, it was not planned by me. It was sure. ultimately in the pro in the cards, so to speak, for me to receive a hand of Ifa. Yeah. Um, but my initial in entrance into this religion was the drumming, yeah. and it was intense. Now, 
I'll be honest with you, I haven't played Bata with a group in quite some time. Yeah. But it's so solidified in there because you hit Rain. it hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very hard. To be able to get that level of proficiency, you have to. Yes. You know, it's like um, we've said this multiple times. Like, I couldn't unlearn the abo or forget the abo even if I tried to. Yeah, it's there. Like, I'll just randomly be like, boom, 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 boom. And, you know, a prayer will come out like, oh, hold a wow, you know. But, you know, now having come full circle with Opele, now we, we go to the big boys now, right? Yes. Ging. Ging. And there's a Odu I want to reference, and I think it's one you know well, Babao Fumeji, Babao Ragun. And when you read the book, it says the Aluking Ifa was born, or the art of casting divination with the sacred palm nuts was born. And, and when we translate the word Aluking, it literally means I hit Iking, right? Because to be able to divine with Oromela, make him speak, we must assault him to a certain degree, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember the first time you got any king divination? It was in my hand of Ifa. Oh, wow. Yeah, and ironically, that was my sign in, in hand of Ifa. I didn't want to say it. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. What's interesting, though, is... So that was my first introduction to it. Ofumeye, as you know, is not an easy sign to live. Oh, God. Especially in hand of Ifa. It sure. may be once you are more studied and more versed in, in details of things. But very rarely are you staying with that sign for right. a lifetime if you have the condition to become Bawalao. Exactly. Very and rarely. once I passed to Ifa and my sign was Obetwa, in Obetwa it said that the person had to go to the garden of Oragun. Yes, sir. Which is the garden of Ofumei. Yeah, yeah, his town, Ila To Oragun. find his Ikinis, to find the, to find the seeds for his, for his Ifa. Yeah. And uh, that's really crazy because you really didn't expect to be initiated into Ifa per se. Um, at least it wasn't your goal in that specific right. rendezvous in Cuba. Um, what are you thinking as you're seeing this guy smack these nuts? I had no idea what he was doing. Yeah. It was, it's, it's <laughs> something, and you, you, you kind of try it because my, the way I work is I'll watch something and I try and find the pattern, right? And the pattern didn't make a whole lot of sense to yeah. me. Like, I could tell there was a pattern. It wasn't random. But the way, you know, you see two seeds and it's something else and then you see one and it's like, like that whole thing, it, it, it was confusing. Yeah. Right? Um, and not not only that, but the people who did specifically the, did, were, were doing the action, uh, the Babalaos that were that were reading for me were fast. Like, oh yeah, it is those a, guys it is were a there. Flow. It yeah, is amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. You get lost very mm-hmm. quickly, and I think that's part of the mystique as well. And and it's really it's really coordinated. It's not like they're sloppy or anything no, like no. that. Like they're rolling. Like oh my god, we already hit Otang. And Otang <laughs> means we're done. You know what right. I'm saying? So when we look at the divination with Iking, it, it's stipulated in Babao Ragun, but the actual original Pataki is in Babao Yekumeji. There's a version of it also in the Odio of Ikafa or Ikaoshe. And what happened here was, is um, this is a celestial story. This is before life really began on Earth. And um, there were these two parents. They're kind of seen as the primordial parents, celestially, of like humanity. And they had a son. And the son's name was Ella, right? Um, when we talk about Ella, we're talking about the ancient manifestation of Ifa, the root of Orumila, right? right. Um, and this child never spoke. You know, he had characteristics that were very antisocial, very nonverbal. And um, this greatly frustrated his parents. <laughs> You're t- we're talking about eons and eons of uh, celestial, you know, life and not a peep from this kid. So one day, they began to lose patience with him. And they actually started hitting him. So when they hit him the first time, they finally got a word out of him. And that word was Ogbe. <laughs> they smacked him twice. Oyekun. Three times. Iwari. All the way down to number 16, which is actually the one where he died, where he said, Oragun. And when the parents realized that they had let their hand fly too loose... They were like, oh, my God, we just killed it. We, we killed our child. He said, destiny has stipulated for me to go through this process so that no one else ever has to feel pain. Wherever you bury me, whatever comes from that, that's what's meant to be utilized to be able to communicate with me in a way where you don't harm me or others. And, of course, the beautiful Opei King or the beautiful trees of Iking began to grow in heaven. And the seeds began to fall, and the roots began to descend from heaven. Where they got the 16 seeds, and they began to do the same thing. When they would hit him, he would reveal a sign. And that's where the Mejis were born. Yes. It was pretty epic pataki, right? Um, 
it's interesting because when we talk about the trees of Iking and all these other things, there's another pataki in your sign that speaks of it. You know, with Amosung and Amorung. Absolutely, the two hands. Yeah. Would, you, would you be kind enough to relate that? Oh, my goodness. That's another banger. Well, Amosung and Amorung, we speak of the, uh, basically the first initiates of Ifa. Yes. Um, and they are uh, represented in the two hands of Ifa that, that Abawalawa has. Correct. Um, in order to do consultation, those two hands have to be present. It's said that the when we speak of having the hand of Ifa or first hand of Ifa, the man is incomplete. Correct. You only have the one hand. Correct. You need both. And personal uh, um, interpretation of the two hands or how the two hands play a role in, in divination with, with Dafa, with Iking, is are the two calabashes. Correct. Right? Two calabashes, heaven and earth meeting yeah. to reveal a destiny. Yeah, which is representative of the hands in that process. And you look at that Odu where Amosung and Amorun were initiated, uh, the sacred trees of Iking where, you know, men since then, at least within our clan, have been able to little by little repair their destinies via that same process. Um, what, the, what I'm leading to with this is, you know, what was it like... Um, Without going into too much detail, maybe not so much what occurred in like the room or anything like that, but what um what was it like holding him for the first time? Now understanding the magnitude, going from I'm confused, I don't know what this guy's doing for two hours to oh my god, I have this in my hands now. What was that feeling like? Well, I always thought that I, I was a cool hand, pretty steady steady hands, yeah. right? Not not you know not riled up too easily. Yeah, and your hands shake. Yeah, sure, brother. You absolutely. It's it's, it's because you. You are explained. It, it, it's explained to you ahead of time that you are literally revealing your true destiny. Yeah. You're sitting down there. You're taking the thing. What you what you take in your hands. You're going through the process, and it is the first time that he is speaking to you directly by your own hand, and that's no small thing. No. Right? Um, ultimately, there was. I remember, as I'm going through this, they're all looking at me like, "Have you been? You didn't practice this before?" Because there was a certain natural. Yeah. motion to it that same natural motion and that flow that i saw the first time that they initiated yeah. when they when they, initi they initiated me into uh hand of when they gave me my hand of yeah. there was a flow that i wasn't i, I wasn't aware was going to happen I, yeah. you know, expect it to be a lot more uh awkward yeah right? and there was just something about it and ultimately it's it's in my sign right yeah we're, we're speaking of the connection of the the, the allows hands with ifa yeah and so now it's because I, I I consult myself regularly. I I do more often than not. I do it dafa. Yeah. Right. Um, and there's just it's like you're hold. I don't, the best way I can explain it is that you're literally holding your life in your own hands. Yeah. You're 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 almost caressing yourself spiritually. Yeah. Right. In the sense that this is you. They always tell you this is your life. Yeah. Care for it as as such. Right. And when you sit down there, you know this is your Akinas and you were born with this and this represents you and the connection between heaven and earth that was required for you to even exist. It's, it's awe-inspiring. Yeah, it's epic. humbling. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely a humbling experience. When we're doing it for ourselves or even more so when we're doing it for others now, right? Now, what has the process been like for you being someone that's given various hand to be faz? What, what was it like when you first performed a dafa for someone else? Because it's like you said, we'll, we'll do test runs on ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we might crash and burn, but now we have somebody else's life yeah. in our hands. What's that like? It's, uh, it's, it's also very humbling because this person, first and foremost, this person has come to you and given you a level of, of trust, instilling you a level of trust that really you question whether they even have a reason to do so. Correct. You know, how long would you really have to know somebody and, and to be able to trust them enough to completely put yourself in their hands? Yeah. Right. And that is, is a, is a gift in and of itself, but it's also, it also serves the, the purpose, the very important purpose of keeping Baalaos humble. Right? Yeah. And, and understanding that you are a tool and, and this person is seeking to improve their life through what you are able to provide for them having been initiated, right? Um, I I wouldn't say that I have, you know, many, I don't call it a, a huge house of, 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 of godchildren. I'm probably up around 30 godchildren of, of, of Ifa, of, uh, I'm sorry, of um, Hand of Ifa. 
and I have two initiates as as I was. Correct. Um, and it never it never gets old. No, no, no. It never gets routine. Although we do go through every every ceremony is done in the same way. Yeah. Right? All the details are there, but it never feels routine because this is another person. You don't know what's yeah, going to be revealed. Yeah, it's never the same thing. Yeah, same template, never the same process. And and and, fr- and you having initiated people to be fine now, you know that it's nerve wracking. Oh no, you, you don't sleep for three weeks. No, you don't. <laughs> it's I, I remember when I finished doing Father Eric and Tony, I was like, I don't want to mm-hmm. see any of you. Right, any me alone. Of you, you know, when you talk about months of preparation for a week process, and oh, yeah. you know. Accomplishing a monumental goal, man. It's uh, I couldn't walk. Remember the eighty-five? I mean, I was I was it's hobbling intense. around, you know. It's it was, and uh, spiritually, you wouldn't believe it unless you go through it. But it's heavy, especially doing two, you know. But um, I'll say that, man. And um, I mean, as far as like um differences, because you know, before we get into like specifics about Eking and how it kind of manifests, because a lot of people are confused about that. As far as the tray, what do you see as being the key difference between like throwing the chain and pulling with the seeds? What's like energetically? Uh, I feel like, and this may sound funny to some, I feel like when you're doing Dafa, you're working, you're speaking face to face with Oromila. Yeah. Whereas when you throw the chain, it's a little more like making a phone call. It's it, it's funny you say that because technically Opele is not Orula. The right. king is Orula. Exactly. You know, so it's interesting you make that correlation. It's no, it's no less. Um, true what comes out yeah no a telephone it's, call is still you're still it's, hearing you're somebody still talk information yeah. but it's a little it feels a little bit more remote right yeah um but both have their place right and there are certain things that you can only do with dafa with the akinis of course um as opposed to uh just a throw of a chain yeah and um you know when you look at because we, we came out with uh by now the uh the dilogun video will have come out and um the thing about Obele, and ultimately all the signs, they reveal themselves simultaneously, but where people have a little bit more of a, com, um, I don't want to say a confusion, but a little bit more of a dilemma understanding is with Iking. Because you know we're going back and forth, 1-1, one, one, all the way down. Mm-hmm. Um, people try to understand, well, how is that possible and still be able to be correlated to the other while still being independent? And the reason we have that process of side to side, back and forth, all the way down, is the Odu of Ayobe. It's supposed to reminisce with life. Because as we begin life, we see one thing at a time. We live one chapter at a time. We can't see the end until we get to the end, which is that fulfillment. So Ayobe says, little by little, we have to eat the head of the rat, the head of the fish. Because if we try to consume too much ifa at once, we'll choke. Kind of like if we were to eat a fish head all at once. And then life is the same thing. If we try to live too much outside of the specific stage that we're at, we're not going to get very far. right? So, you know, hearing things like that, how has Iking divination been like a correlation for life, at least for you? Oh my God, there there is a level of patience. Yes, that you learn when you start to uh, divine do divinations regularly with with Iking. Yeah, um, it's kind of like the equivalent, or the, I can I can relate it to the concept of with the Okweles. It's it's more of uh, you know. It's a quick. It's it's what humans tend to look for in the sense that they it's like an immediate instant gratification. Yes, yes, yes. Right. You want one throw, and that's the sign. And now we know. What and that was kind of his vibe because Opele and Osala Fobeo was always dying to talk. Like he always wanted to talk first. Right. He wanted to. Iking didn't have that behavior. Iking, I related a lot more to the elephant. Yes. Right. And the elephant ha- is also a. It's an animal that's sacred in Ifa. Yeah. And the elephant, as long as the elephants walk slowly. One step at a time. They travel great, great lengths and never destroy anything. When as soon as, as soon as an elephant starts to run, and is in a hurry, everything is destroyed in its path. Yeah. My padrino would bring that up to me. He said, "Things cannot be done in a hurry. He found oh, it cannot oh, be oh, worked oh. in a hurry." And oh. you, even you, you and I have said this in ceremonies. Yeah, we move slow. You, you know, you, you. Everything is organized. Everything is in its place, but nothing is done quickly. It's like surgery. Absolutely. I always, always correlated to spiritual brain surgery. I mean, when you're manifesting, and a lot of people say, well, what, what's all the symbolism going on here? Well, when you look at the Opon Fa, or the tray of Ifa, it's also known as the Alaiku, which means the owner of death, right? It literally, apart from representing the universe, it represents our heads. That's why when you go to do an Ifa divination, please kneel, put your forehead to the mat, mm-hmm. or forehead to the tray, kiss the tray, sit. At that point, we just made that first incision. 
You've yes. just penetrated that brain immediately to where now whatever comes out on that tray is whatever's going on in your mind. Absolutely. You know, and as we're moving, yiking, yiking, I guess, and this is really metaphysical, you could say those are neurons. You know, we're bouncing them all over the place trying to identify what is it that's occurring in there. In fact, it's, it is a binary code. It's yeah. on and off. It's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> sequence of ones and zeros, literally. And you got to imagine that is the foundation of existence. Yes. There can be nothing other than that. Either something's there or it's not. Reality and the other side, you know. And when we actually reveal, at least in the hand of Ifa or in Ifa, et cetera, when we reveal a sign, we're revealing your spiritual DNA. For sure. You know, yeah. and we're, we're able to get in there. Now, what is all of this for? Ultimately, King, ultimately, <coughs> Opele, all of these things are just to get us to know two things. What Ebo do we need to do? And what are our taboos so that we never have to do Ebo again? You know? And um, the only way we're able to do that is by identifying our spiritual DNA that is a, uh, that is a sign of Ifa, especially within Dafa. You know? So as we move forward and whatnot, I, 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 I always tell people, especially when you're going for Dafa, it has to be for serious cases, intense cases, ones that... We're definitely going to move forward with what's being recommended here because I tell you, if not doing an ebo from Opele is harsh, not doing an ebo from your hand of Ifa, or God forbid your Ifa, or any Absolutely. of these other huge divinations where a king is implemented, um, it, it could be catastrophic. I mean, what have you seen? Oh my goodness. Well, the, the classic example of, of when a Bawalawo or, or a man is initiated as a, as a Bawalawo and things get worse. Yeah. Right. Um, the whole concept with this is literally fulfilling your destiny, uh, aligning your ori, your head, with what you were supposed to do on, on earth, right? Your ori always automatically knows what you were supposed to do subconsciously. Consciously, we're not aware. Of, in the process of birth, which is a, which is a, you know, a difficult process physically and, and spiritually, we forget. And divination is there so that we can be reminded and explained once again how we're supposed to be living this, this time around. And so when we don't do that, we don't take the medicine that, we, that our ori was told to take when they were born, or when they were going to be born, ultimately we're, we're, we're not fulfilling our destiny. And I, I think that's so epic because, you know, we're living in a stage now where is orumila necessary or not, right? That's even a question that's being mm -hmm. asked, you know, and I entertain it because, you know, for the sake of the platform. But imagine a system so integral that you have to perform this divination even before you leave heaven. You have to perform it when you get here, apart from multiple other times. And then we got to do it when you leave. Yeah. You know, so it really lets me know super integral, you know. Now, I, I say this as well because, you know, we talked about how influential Opele could be within a community. But when we talk about Iking, I mean, we have, you know, the Odua Baye or the, uh, the letter of the year for the world, right? Mm -hmm. Where there's really, there's so many now. You right. know, and God bless all the brothers who take the time and energy out to do that for the community. But you look at information like that, you know, what effects do you think could come from a brother using this kind of divination unethically? Before I get into my next, uh, next, uh, next yeah. thoughts. So uh, the answer to that comes from Ayobe. Yeah. Which we always speak of Ayobe or a person who is born under the sign of Ayobe. That person was born for greatness. Yes. Whether it's good or evil. Yeah. Greatness. Yeah. We can talk about, you know, uh, Bishop Tutu doing amazing things for the poor and so on and so forth. Or we can talk about Hitler. Yeah. Having killed millions and millions of people. Right? Yeah. Um, they were both greatness. They, yeah. they, both, they both fulfilled greatness. Within their fields, within their roles. They weren't both ethical. No. Right? And so that's what we end up seeing because here's the thing. We have, you know, nowadays, as you know, more and more people are initiated as Baalaos, and I have to say many of them probably shouldn't, shouldn't be. Yeah. Right? And the reason being is that we are being given the keys to a tank. Yeah. Right? We're being given the keys to weapons of mass destruction if we use it as such, or to the salvation, the, the cure for cancer if we use it that way. Um, and so I think it's a side note to that is that there, it, would it would be helpful to be more uh, meticulous and, and, you know, vetting people. Sure, or at least having that preparation process. You know, you look at the Lukumi system, it's born from oppression, it's born from, um, 
you know, ultimately it's it's very secret in that regard because yes. we manifested under conditions that weren't free, such as in, you know, ancient Africa within the dawn of Ifa. So it's like, let's get you in first. Let's see if you're worthy of learning, you know, the traidol concept, as we mm-hmm. always like to say. And um, then at that point we start teaching you. But, you know, when you fast forward 400 years, 500 years, we've kind of put ourselves in a conundrum where, okay, we've let this brother in, but, you know, Where's the motivation now once you have the crown right. to work for it, you know? Yeah, they say Ifa is the university that you graduate first and then study. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, at least um, I'm, I'm very big on, uh, you know, maintaining dogma and things like that and not revealing too much. But, I, you know, and you know this just working with me so much. Mm-hmm. We try to give them as much as we can beforehand so that they can be held accountable. Absolutely. For when they cross over, because it's very easy. Well, but you know, you took my money, you did ifa to me. I didn't. I never saw you do a bow, so I didn't know what a bow was. No, you've gone through that apprenticeship. You've seen a hundred a bows. You said you were going to learn a bow. You haven't learned a bow. You know what can come from that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so definitely, I'd love to see more of that, especially when we're talking about something like king and divination. Because I remember to be able to even sit down, they made you wait. Like you know, like but I never, I never dared ask. You know what I'm saying? It was like, oh, Padre was like, today it's you. I said, get out of here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you know, you're trembling, you're shaking, you're surrounded yeah. by your elders, but you know, you find a way through it, and every time it gets a little bit better. I mean, what would you say to those? I mean, you look at the letter of the year, and I mention this because it's so, it's based on the system completely. Um, what would you say to those that maybe have lost a little faith in it? You know? I mean, when we talk about a divination as beautiful as this, as sound as this, and then possibly some impressions have been got because now it's like, which letter do we follow? You know, who do we follow? You know, how could you restore that faith in a public now? I think first and foremost, we have to understand why the letter of the year was even done in the first place. And interestingly enough, it's in my sign. Yes, yes, yes. The the June concept. The the letter al año. Um, Edumbawa, as some people refer to it as. And long story short, the reason was the Awos needed a way to guide their people. That's a great pataki, yeah. It's a, it's a long, long pataki. It's, like it's got a lot of information, and it, it explains the process by which you would do that for an entire country or an entire yeah. right, population. Um, and so where are we now? Well, we have, a, what is it, are they two, up to two or three in Cuba now? Two letras I, think I know definitely there's two. For a while they, they unfortunately, joined. Unfortunately, there was a schism once yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one in Africa. Right. You know, pretty and they much. actually do it in June, I believe. Yeah, that was born in Obetua. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have one in, you have several in Venezuela. You have Mexico. Several here in the Florida. United States. Yeah, absolutely. And it can be confusing because every single sign of the year says this is the sign of the year for Cuba and the world. This is yeah. the sign of the year for Miami and the world. Yeah. When you look at it from the point of view of the Pataki in the story, in the, in Obetois, you understand that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense if the Awos that did that divination aren't in your land. Correct. Right? So if I live in, in you know, I live in central Florida, there's not a whole lot of, of logic with me following the, the sign in Cuba. Now, granted, there's going to be things in common. Because sure, it's a world. It's one right. world, yeah. The globalization of everything. More and more every year, we're all more, much more connected, internet right. and so on and so forth. And so there's, a, there's an, uh, an aspect of that. My personal belief or my personal practice now with my religious house is I pull a sign from my religious house every year. Yeah. Because those are the people that have entrusted themselves to me for guidance. Correct. Right? Or to, to Ifa through me for guidance. Mm-hmm. And it has not failed us. No, no, no. Every single every single year. I think I've been doing it now for five years that way. Yeah, five since six we years met, that yeah. yeah. And it is on point. Well, you got to look at it. I mean, I can watch CNN and, you know, I'm going to get informed. I might get a little entertained, mm-hmm. but the one I'm really going to pay attention to is news. Channel 3 or whichever Absolutely. one it is here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I'm, they're, they're in that pot with me. They're in the melting pot with me. They're going through what I'm going through. It's like right there. It's real and it's live. And then there's another practice that I do that I do for people who choose to do it that way, and it comes from the concept that every, every head is a world. Right? Yeah. Every head is a world. So if every head is a world, then I can logically put pull a sign for the of the year for your world. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And so we do it that way too. I personally pull my own sign every year for myself, and again, it never fails. It's it's always exact. No. Right? Yeah. And uh, you look at the Odu of Barakosung, it speaks of the war between, now to kind of bring things full circle, it, it speaks of the war between Opele and, uh, and Dafa, 
right? Where uh, Urumila left because uh, he was a traveling man. You know, he was always making money in other places, performing work. And he left his wife, Tesefum, which was actually the name of the tablet, under the protection of Opele, who was his trusted servant. Um, what he didn't realize, though, is that Opele coveted his wife, right? And um, after Urumila had been gone for quite some time, after difficulties, Opele began to try to persuade Tesefung to be unfaithful to Orumila with him, being that he said Orumila is never coming back. Um, his trusted servants, the leopard and the parrot, went searching for him. They were able to bring him back. Yodobarakosun was revealed where Orumila said, I curse you to never have the amount of foresight as Opong does. You know? So that's why Iking and the Opong were identified as having the magnitude of power to be able to divine um, for a world or for an area. You know, when mm -hmm. you look at, when, when it's talking about the letter of the world for the year, Africa was its own world for the right. longest time. There right. was nothing else that mattered to them because this is our continent and we haven't gone over certain places. So it makes perfect sense. Um, Damian, I ask you, you know, now having gone through both divination systems um, that we formerly use as Awo, what do you think Ifa could provide globally now on a much larger scale for those that are willing to accept it or even not? I, I will quote uh, the title of Wanda Abimbola's book. Oh, man. It's Ifa Will Mend a Broken World. Yeah, Borua Boye. Yeah, shout out that, to Wanda. That covers everything. Yeah? It really yeah. does. All the problems, if you think about it, every single problem that humanity is faced with is caused by ego. Yes, by one person's ego, another person's ego clashing. They're not in agreement with what they want for the world. They both think they're right, which is the nature of the ego. You're correct. Right? The God complex, yeah. And it's the biggest part of, that's why divination for oneself is the hardest thing to do. Sure. Because your ego's still there. We're not, we're still human, yeah. right? We still have an ego. We still have this concept that, it, that's, or this part of ourselves that thinks that it's always doing the right thing for ourselves, yeah. even, even when it's wrong. Yeah. Right? Um, and so... If we were all able as a, as a community or as a society or what have you to heed the advice of Ifa, it would mend the world, right? We would be able to get along. Even, even when we didn't agree on everything, there would be a process by which we, can do we could perform divination and figure out what the best course of action is yeah. so that everybody wins, yeah. right? Um, and that, sadly, is probably not a realistic uh, endeavor. No. Um, but I think on the smaller scale... We can all do it for ourselves individually, and then we all one by one become better people and, and live better lives. And then ultimately, when you when you're allowing Ifa's wisdom to penetrate you and are no longer uh, guided only by your ego, you interact with the world around you better. Beautiful, Damian. What a conversation, brother! Absolutely, I knew I picked the right guy. <laughs> I tell you, nothing like Obalada, brother. I, I wanna. Uh, give you this moment to, you know, give some final thoughts, uh, let people know what's going on with you, um, you know, and give them, give them a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, it's humbling, right? These conversations that we have, um, and we, you and I have had uh, these conversations, whether it's at the beginning or before we're starting a ceremony yeah. or on the little breaks that we take. Um, there's never a day, there's never a moment that, that goes by where we are not Inspired, just awe-inspired, just in shock at the... Um, at the chilling. At, at, yeah, how amazing the effect of Ifa is, how all the connections, all the, uh, you know, comprobaciones, the, 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 the uh, evidence and the proof of how things work, the connections between people's signs, all these things. Um, it's eye-opening, right? You start to understand... You, you learn by first by understanding yourself, then you understand your place in the world, then you start to understand other people. You know, and ultimately, life on this earth and the lives that we live on this earth are all about interactions. And those interactions can only get better when we follow the advice of Ifa. I want to say that this conversation has simply been a reiteration of our relationship socially and professionally all these years. Um, fabulous Babalawu, fabulous, fabulous man, fabulous father. Um, I really wanted to sit down and talk with you about this on camera because we've been to war together so many times. Yes, indeed. And um, whether it's the random Osobo, whether it's the King Felon, we're picking it up with our mouth. Um, somebody that has really grasped the concept of what we're speaking about. Yes, and indeed. I want to thank you so much as well as our public. 
as wants to thank you as well for taking the time to sit with us and uh you might get some phone calls after this one, good or bad. <laughs> it's been an honor, and uh, my, my Facebook is always open. <laughs> Family, wonderful conversation with a wonderful brother. A couple thoughts and uh, points I want to make before we go ahead and uh, close. BotanicaCandlesAndMore.com is up and running for services as well as products. We ship practically everywhere. Um, be on the lookout for Damian's contact information in the description as well. The podcast is available on all major platforms. We're over 11,000 subscribers and I believe 12,000 downloads, uh, whether it's on Apple Music, Spotify, or podcast, Spotify, etc. cetera. Uh, be sure to comment, like, subscribe, and share. Big thanks from all of us here at Our Roots Podcast. And until next time, see the light.